How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Saturday, March the 6th. It's the weekend variety show. Today, we're going to be doing the mailbag. Thank you so much for answering today's mailbag, which is this. What is the most expensive gaming purchase that you've made but have absolutely no regrets about? Got a lot of really cool answers. Thank you for that. I'll try to get to as many as I can. Uh, let's start with the obvious one, which is consoles, right? Or, or the way that we play games. One of the more popular ones was the Nintendo Switch. And there were three people here who said that they were pretty well stretching the budget. Uh, Crimson, Jay Unknown, and our very own Coach Jay. And it's interesting, the first two even said that they bought Breath of the Wild on day one. I'm sure that's something a lot of people have done. And I think this is one a lot of us can probably resonate with, right? There are a lot of people who are not gamers who will get a Switch. Especially for games like Animal Crossing. Okay, then there was non-Switch consoles, right? There's people like Zombie Pogman who got their Oculus Rift. And XV Zen with the Xbox. And then Snow Wintergaze who at first said VR. And then dropped a ton of cash on a gaming PC. Which then let them get the Valve Index, which is the most expensive VR. Another one I'm sure a lot of us can resonate with. VR is so transformative. And then on a more minor scale, there's gaming accessories. Ravendark mentioned their TV, for example. Boozy Boogie mentioned the Xbox Elite controller, which is like way more expensive than the normal controller, but comes with all these extra features that maybe some people don't care about at all, but to him is totally worth the purchase. But here's where I think the real meat and potatoes of this question is, and it comes in the individual games themselves. So we can look at stuff like collector's editions. Jayski mentioned that they pre-ordered Just Cause 4 in late 2018, and they got the Day 1 Steelbook edition. And, and he said he regretted it almost immediately because he didn't like the game, but then came back to it six months later and ended up loving the game and buying all of the DLC. But that's definitely one of those things, right? Like pre-ordering a game that has all these extra stuff in it. It's so enticing. And sometimes you're going to regret it, and sometimes you don't. Vaderog mentioned that uh, when they were working in university, it was during the release of Wind Waker for the GameCube, Legend of Zelda, and there was a special edition for people who pre-ordered, they would get a gold GameCube disc for the game, and it couldn't be individually bought. And so he worked himself silly, his university work suffered, but it was worth it, because it brought a lot of memories, and, and he loves Wind Waker as well. NC Iceman got the Wing Commander Collector's Edition for double the price of a regular game. Same for the Old Republic and Octopath Traveler. He's prolific with his collector's editions. Then there's one more step that we can take here, which is games as a service. So obviously these are games that you can put a lot of money into over the course of time. Again, NC Iceman mentioned World of Tanks and how much money he spent on premium tanks. Crimson mentioned Overwatch loot boxes. And then there's people like Nikoi, I hope I said that right, who has invested a lot into Elder Scrolls Online. And actually they sent a pretty interesting message here about how, you know, it was a bit overwhelming at first, but the more they immersed themselves into the world of Elder Scrolls and started listening to podcasts about the lore, joined a good community. They ended up loving it so much that they built their first PC for the first time, gaming PC, so that they could keep playing Elder Scrolls Online on a better format rather than console. So that's cool, right? Like the game being so good that you're investing like $1,000 or more into a new PC. Or how about games that you just love so much that you keep buying it? I got a message from Jonathan about how their favorite game is... Command and Conquer Red Alert, and they said that they bought it at like at least eight times over the years as they released various editions of the game. They estimate that they've spent at least 200 euros on that game alone. 
Which is wild, right? Like, the, the first release of Red Alert was 1996. So for a game to be so impactful like that, obviously, is... I mean, it's every game developer's wet dream. I imagine there's there's that kind of thing for a lot of people, right? GTA V had so many additions. Minecraft. All of these games that have been re-released over and over. I bet a lot of money has been sunk into that kind of thing. Okay, and the last one I'll mention here is probably the most unique answer I got. It came from Ricky. And he mentioned that the second most expensive thing he's ever bought and will never regret was his music box. So this is a music box for a game called Grandia, which is his favorite game. I've mentioned it a few times on this show. And he went through a lot to get it, right? 250 bucks, international purchase. But when you open it, it plays the opening theme, and, and that has a lot of nostalgia for him and how that game has helped him through some of the tough times of his life. And folks, that's where I'm going to say, hey, you should actually go read his full message and everybody else's answers over in the Discord server, thegamingobserver.com Discord. I couldn't get to everybody. I apologize that I couldn't, but there's some really great answers there and some depth that I'm just not able to get into on this show. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I may or may not have a show for you tomorrow, but I'm hoping I do. And regardless, I'll be back with the news on Monday. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, let me answer this question myself, because I think you'll be interested in, in this one. Every time there's a mailbag, I try and answer it in my own brain. Just to be like, you know, if I was on the receiving end of this question, what would I say? And I struggled real hard with this, because I never buy games at full price, or when they release, unless, you know, I'll buy it at release if it's like a $20 indie game. You know, Slay the Spire, Binding of Isaac. Most recently, I bought uh, Hades, Among Us. XCOM Chimera Squad, which was like the latest game in the XCOM series, but it was like a smaller game. Anyway, so these are all games that are like cheap, you know, and I've never bought a collector's edition of a game or gotten any pre-order bonuses or anything like that. All of my consoles I've never bought for myself. Xbox 360 was a gift. Xbox One was a gift. Nintendo Switch is a gift for Shelby. Nintendo Wii was a gift. GameCube was a gift. Nintendo DS was a gift. And that left me with only a single thing, which was my gaming PC. And even then, my gaming PC is technically a hand-me-down from my mother's work. It had a really good processor in it already, and they were just going to throw it out. I was like, don't throw it out, give it to me. So I took it, and I sunk another, whatever, thousand dollars into it to make it gaming ready. And then I spent another five hundred dollars on my monitor, so that's probably like my biggest gaming purchase, was for my PC. And it sucks, because nowadays I'm working on the PC all the time. And at the end of the day, I'm going to play my games on the Xbox instead of staying on my PC because, you know, my butt hurts. I don't want to stare at the screen that's five inches from my face anymore. So that's too bad. I'm a little disappointed about that one. But, you know, whatever. It was five years ago. I got a good five years out of it. And I still use it occasionally. And, it, you know, I like it a lot. But if it were today and I was like, should I buy a gaming PC? I would say absolutely not. Unless I'm, you know, settling somewhere permanently and the Observer is my full-time job, I can probably deal with, uh, with an Xbox. And then I started to think about why this was a little bit more. You know, I was a teenager who saved his money a lot. When I was 17, I had birthday money from when I was 10. Like, I never spent my money. It was either in my bank account or in my cash pencil case that I kept in the drawer above my bed. Every year, I would buy one or two games, probably, when they came out. As a teenager, I mean. I would buy Call of Duty for four years, I did. And then I would buy uh, a wrestling game. So from... 2008 until 2012, so I guess that's another four years, I bought every single wrestling game as they came out. Oh no, sorry, that's a lie. I bought them all the way up until, I think, 2017, so quite a few years. 
And then those games just got extremely bad. So I stopped playing them. But anyway, there you go. Like, that's my gaming purchases. I've always been so cheap about it. And there's a lot of people in the Discord who are like this too. You know, I've got a message here from Anna Marie. She says, I buy very few game systems right at launch and even fewer games. Crimson mentioned never buying things right away. And there were a lot of people being like, yeah, my biggest purchase is my console. You know, I don't spend that much on the individual games or the Xbox Game Pass or something like that, right? Just these these relatively smaller things, which are kind of the, the base level that you can spend on video games, right? You need an Xbox in order to play Xbox games, but they are quite a bit of money. Like they're, they are, our niche here is quite the investment. I would love to one day be a collector of some kind. Like when I'm 60 years old, my dream is to have my shelves behind me decked out with a bunch of collector's editions and or just collector's items in general, I guess. It doesn't even have to be marketed that way. But as it stands, I just don't have the space to buy more stuff or the money. Anyway, folks, thanks again for participating in that mailbag. As an aside, I really, really love that I can do a mailbag and people will actually respond to it. Because I remember early in the days of The Observer, like the first year or so, I would try and do something like that, or I would do a Q&A or something when I just had a few hundred listeners. And nobody really reached out all that often. It was like a couple of people. And now I get so many responses that I can't talk about them all. And that's such a blessing for me. It's moments like that that I really, really realize like how awesome this all is, you know? I never thought I would be here. Anyway, no more silliness. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until tomorrow, farewell.